Welcome to Inside ASU, a podcast to prepare soon-to-be ASU students for life at Arizona State University. Uh, hi there, I'm Ben. <laughs> and I'm Molly, and welcome to Inside ASU. So Molly, today we're going to talk about tips for the classroom. Okay, I'm a total dork. I'm a total nerd. We know. I am... <laughs> I am so excited for this. I will own it. I wear it with pride. Yeah, so what um, are you? What are so? <laughs> you are a very uh, scholastically achieved young lady. Um, what are your, some of your tips? So how about note taking? Let's start with that. Yeah, note taking in college is definitely different from high school in the sense that I didn't take notes in high school. Mm-hmm. Or More I, of a necessity in college for sure. Absolutely. No, as much as I joke, I was definitely one of those kids that kind of found high school to just sort of happen. And college is a gear shift. College Mm -hmm. really made me take a second look at actually developing the study skills that I think I, you know, somehow got away with not fully developing in high school. So when you're taking notes, you're going to start realizing what you prefer. Like for me, it's a composition notebook without like a spiral binder or anything fancy. I like taking notes with pens. I'll use a colored pen and a, like, normal black or blue ink pen. You know, whatever I need to really, like, accentuate is in the color, and then I have the normal ink. What was the type of note-taking they made you do in high school? What was that? Oh, um, like, if I took notes, it was always kind of just, like, a few sentences, but I'd write the sentences fully out. Do you know what I'm talking about, though? It's like the, you, like, start with the thing, and then there's oh. the bullet points, and then there's, like, your summary at the end. The Cambridge note-taking. Yeah, yeah, that. Oh, my goodness. But my, my point that I'm yeah. getting at that is they, like, beat that into you in high school, but it's really about whatever works for you oh, in college, yes. you know? yeah, absolutely. And, I mean, I go into the nitty-gritty of, like, even down to the notebook I use, because, like... If you're not comfortable with what you're you're using, like, the notes you're putting into it won't matter as much. Mm-hmm. Because the thing I think about college is that you really need to prioritize the notes you're taking. Yeah. You can't write everything down that your professor is saying. And that's something that really surprised me. So I've definitely kind of developed my own shorthand almost to, yeah, you know, make sense to me. Yeah, and that's essential. Like, you're not going to be able to keep up. Like, that's mm-hmm. just the way it is. So figure out, like, as long as you can understand it, that's all that matters. Yeah, because there's not going to be someone there who's like, okay, draw a line down the one side of your paper. Yeah, yeah. You're going to write this question and then write this answer. Um, This is all for your own benefit. Yeah, Yeah. so if that worked for you, if, like, the Cambridge method or some sort of note-taking method that you've learned really clicks with you, roll with it, Mm -hmm. run with it. Um, But also don't be afraid to try and adapt or change or, you know, once you realize that works for you, stick with it. Personally, I'm a big, like, underliner of, like, I mm-hmm. like having whatever we're learning out of, if it's a book or whatever it might be, especially if it's a book. I always have the book open, and I make sure it's, like, my own, and I underline a lot, and I write yeah. in the book, and that's that's my thing. Yeah. You know? So, yeah. Would you would you recommend laptop, laptop, notebook, or pen, or still preference? This is a tricky one for me. I think this question kind of depends on two things outside of your own personal preference and that's your major and what your professor allows because i think the fact that we're kind of both more in the arts world means that i don't think our professors always let us have a laptop in class um yeah they're very much about being in the moment yeah (laughs) very artsy thing 
or, you know, not being distracted. And I think that's really valid. But that also goes with the fact that me personally, I really enjoy having a notebook and pen. I think I retain that more. And there is some science there to, like, back that up, the act of yeah, writing yeah, yeah. things out. But I think I talk to business friends or finance friends or STEM friends, and they love taking notes on their laptop. That is the best way for them to gather and organize information sure. when they're in their lab setting. That's the easiest thing for them. It's interesting. That's actually what I do in my business classes is okay. I have a laptop in front of me. I don't, yeah. I don't know if it's just something about the way the class is taught. It just lends itself more to my benefit if I'm on the laptop just kind of getting getting the bullet points in. I don't know. Yeah. That's, that's me. Yeah. Yeah. So really – at the end of the day, the best option is whatever you feel more comfortable with. But, you know, it's also about what the professor allows in the classroom and mm -hmm. what I think the the work you're doing is best suited for. Right. So should you buy the textbook? Yeah. Um, and that's yeah. that's the, the very short answer. Here's here's my take. I don't know what you were going to say. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> but, no. Um, oh. my, I would say don't buy it right off the bat. Mm -hmm. Um. Don't buy everything in the book listings right off the bat. Go to class for a week. And if you have a chance, even talk to the professor. Say, like, what do I need? A lot of times the stuff they list is extra credit material, and you don't want to necessarily buy that. I've had a class where there were, like, three books in the listing that were specifically for extra credit, and I didn't mm. need to do the extra credit, so yeah. I ended up wasting money. So yeah, go, go to class first. Nobody's going to penalize you. I've never had anyone penalize me for not having the book on the first day and get a feel for what it might be. Yeah, definitely. Um, because my short answer is yes, but with a lot of the ramifications Ben just explained. Like, I think you'll always be safer with buying the textbook, but mm -hmm. buying the textbook is kind of a, a very general term. Like, going on that first day and, you know, actually talking with them, making sure, you know, you really will need it is important. And I think, you know, also keep in mind that there are other methods than just buying the textbook new. You can buy a used copy. You can rent. There are e-copies sometimes that are less expensive. Mm -hmm. And sometimes you can get the edition behind the newest edition of a textbook. Like yeah. if the, you know, my ASU book list is suggesting the ninth edition and you find an eighth edition copy for a fraction of the price – be open and talk with your professor and see if that it works because work, yeah. sometimes it won't. Sometimes there's been a change to like an assignment in the textbook or something that you really can't work around. Mm -hmm. But there are also other times where, you know, they get it. They they realize that this is one book in a list of books that you are having to buy as the student. So I definitely say look at your options when it comes to buying the textbook and be open to the idea of renting right. because it's <clears> – <throat> It's a lifesaver. And also part of me – like part of me does honestly say shop around. Don't necessarily go straight to the bookstore. You can look online too. But mm -hmm. also I will say the bookstore is definitely the most convenient option yes. of all the things because your teachers will have uh, sections in the bookstore with all the books that you need for the semester right there in their section conveniently to grab. And you'll also – when you rent with the bookstore, they'll send you text messages saying, hey, it's – getting close make sure you have that book ready for us and it's right on campus so yeah. can't beat that and i don't know if it's just because i'm kind of looking for these very niche like theater books but i think that 
the the bookstores always had the best rental price. Um, and it's nice because it's an actual in-person store that I can return the books to. I don't have to worry about trying to time something right with mailing it off back to the company I rented it from. So I definitely, yeah, textbooks can be a rocky place. But, yeah, you know, yeah. use your best judgment. I would say at the end of the day, if you're still on the fence, buy the book. It's weird because there's not really a definite answer, so we might not no. be helping you much. But it's there's a lot of variables that go into this. Yeah. But, but it's nothing it? to be afraid of. Just nope. if all else fails, you have the bookstore there. Yeah. Um, and like I said, that's really easy. And I think, you know, it's definitely rough spending money on something that you don't really utilize to the fullest extent in the right. classroom. But if it is what you're, you know, studying and you're passionate about, it's like if you're, yeah. if it's, if it's a textbook for your, you know, beginner chemistry class and you're not a STEM major, mm-hmm. it could definitely be a lot less interesting. Yeah. But if, you know, you're, you end up having to buy a textbook that you don't use fully in the classroom that's related to what you want to be doing. Consider it a resource. Consider it a tool that you can continue to have outside of that classroom setting. For sure, yeah. So back to the classroom. Um, yeah. Do you have a favorite spot in the classroom? Not the back. Not the back. And I know that's mm-hmm. probably counterintuitive to <laughs> what a lot of people prefer. But I'm also not like a front row person either. I am definitely like second or third row person. Yeah. I try to sit a little bit more towards the center. And that's also because like growing up, I had glasses and like contacts. And so my eyesight's not the, right. the absolute <laughs> greatest. So outside of that, you know, it's nice to be able to hear your professor and kind of connect with them. And it also keeps me on my toes, especially in those morning yeah. classes. They're going to be looking be at really, you more. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It, it can be really easy to kind of retreat to the back of the classroom and not really pay attention. Yeah, just zone out. And I mean, that's not why you're here. Yeah. But don't get me wrong. It's tempting. I've definitely it, done yeah. it a few times. But oh, of course. <laughs> yeah. Oh, me too. Mm-hmm. Especially in the bigger lecture classes, that very, you know, first semester, it's very, very easy to sit in the yeah. back of a classroom. I, there's so many times I had, like, a gen ed science class. I would mm-hmm. go in ready to really buckle down that day and be like, all right, I'm going to take, like, you know, very meticulous notes and then by minute five, I'm already thinking about, like, pizza or something. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> no, I've definitely been there. Um, but I think outside of the best spot being whatever you're comfortable with, try pushing yourself when you get to class, especially it's that class you don't really love going to. Yeah, yeah. Because it is going to kick you into gear and help remind you that, like, hey, I got to, you know, I got to get through this. I got to learn, you, you know, take something away or at least be able to, you know, hopefully pass. Mm-hmm. And I think sitting more towards front. More towards the front can help you do oh, that. I, I agree. Um, <laughs> so can you skip class once in a while? What are your thoughts on this? Again, I'm a huge nerd. Mm-hmm. You can skip class once in a while if you have a good reason. And that could mean if you're physically not feeling well, but I think that also really means if you're mentally not feeling well. And that's more than just the like, eh, I don't really want to go to my design class today. Yeah, yeah. That's like, wow, I had two huge exams at the beginning of this week, and I know I have a huge exam tomorrow, and I know the notes we're taking will also be in the book, so I think I could make do with not going to lecture today. If you 
truly aren't feeling up to it and it would be more beneficial to catch up on sleep because you haven't been sleeping these past couple nights or, you know, you are trying to prep for this big thing and being in class and distracted and stressed because you're not working on something else would be more detrimental to you than skipping, skip. Yeah, I always think, like, just try to save your missed days. Like, anytime you're kind of tempted to not go to class, which will be a lot, um, just go because there's always going to be a worse time for you that you wish you – because usually the teachers that you have one or two uh, unexcused absences that don't deter your grade at all. Mm -hmm. And try to save those as much as possible. Yeah. Um. Because there will come a time where you might be throwing up in the morning or you have a sore throat, whatever. Yeah. You just, yeah, you actually can't get out of bed and, you know. Yeah. You want to have that available to you. And I think if you have the urge to skip class, really sit down and ask yourself why. Because it, it yeah, sometimes yeah. is just that, like, ugh, I don't want to do things. Or it's I'm not physically or mentally feeling well. And usually you can be honest with yourself and yeah. say, yeah, I'm being lazy. All right, let's go. Yeah. Or, you know. If it's that professor that you don't really get along with, it can be like, okay, well, I'm going to go to class and then, you know, I'm going to take care of myself. I'm going to get like a coffee afterward or, I'm, you know, I'm, we'll hit up Starbucks on the way home, you know. Mm-hmm. So I would say definitely try and go to class as much as possible, but, you know. And also consider what class it is. If it's a class before a test, yes. be there. Yeah. You know, if it's just in general, like a more hands-on class that a lot of your grade comes from the end of the classroom stuff. Don't miss that. So Yeah. Look at that big picture when trying yeah. to answer that question. Um, what about yeah. office hours? Yeah. You go to office hours? I go to office hours a lot. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's good stuff. Get to know your professors. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so I actually, just this past semester, took COM 207, uh-huh. which is the introduction to communication, like, inquiry and theory. And it's kind of a sink or swim class for a lot of comm majors. It's very, very intense. It's a lot of lecture and notes and just knowing the facts and being able to know them well enough to pass the exams and a lot of technical writing. Mm -hmm. And so a lot of people struggle with it. And I was very intimidated. And I didn't do so hot the first couple weeks. I was really, like, feeling stressed. And so one of the biggest things – that I think sometimes we try and talk ourselves out of is when we're not doing well to buckle down and reach out to the professor. Because mm-hmm. when you go to office hours and you're like, okay, I'm understanding or I think I'm understanding these things, but I'm still struggling and I don't know why, that meeting, even if it's just 20 minutes or a half hour long, can usually open so many more doors for you. A lot of times it's one of the biggest stress relievers is mm-hmm. going to the office hours. Yeah. I, I don't think I've ever left office hours feeling more stressed than I was when I walked in. Yeah. There was yeah. always a sense of relief. And it also shows your professor that you're willing to step up and show mm-hmm. up. And it does mean something to you, especially in those larger classes where you're one in 50, you're one in 100, you're one in 300. Yeah. Being able to make that face to face connection outside of the lecture hall is really important. Yeah, you can personalize the experience a lot more. It's mm-hmm. well, I think one of the best pieces of, of advice I got was to go to office hours early in the semester. Yes. Your professor will know you and a lot of times you can there are benefits to read out of that, you know? Yeah. yeah. Also, professors are super cool. 
Yeah. Professors are always doing something amazing, and by talking with them and getting to know them through office hours, you can kind of drop the hint like, oh, I'm actually interested in getting involved in research, or I'm interested in, you know, looking more into this. These are your future colleagues you're talking to. Like, think about it like that, you know? Exactly. So, you know, you don't have to just talk to your professor during office hours if you're struggling or if it's about the class. Yeah, if you're、yeah. just interested in what they do, talk to them about it and. There will be opportunities and doors that open because of that.、Mm-hmm. It's honestly, it's also like a form of networking. Like、It、I、is. said, you will likely, if you're going into a field that is kind of specific, you might be working with these people one day. Yeah. So yeah, might as well get to know them now and let them know that you're a hardworking person and to be trusted. Yeah. Yeah. No, some of my.、Um, Freshman professors are now the people I'm considering for like my thesis directors and yeah, like, yeah. future mentors, and it's really important. So,、uh, study groups with classmates. Do you utilize that a lot? How, what kind of studier are you? What kind of studier? Are you an individual、I? studier or are you a group person? I think I'm more an individual studier,、mm-hmm. but I think. That that's kind of ironic because theater is so collaborative.、Yeah. So I think. My study groups usually take the form of partner work or group work. Like when it comes to movement, you can't really move unless you're with other people who are also doing the assignment、right. or your partners. So I think that's usually how study groups tend to form for me.、But、yeah, maybe you've had a different experience with that. No, yeah, I, I also, I don't know.、Um, it depends what I'm studying. Like some kinds of studies are better suited for a group kind of collaborative environment. Some of them are just I don't know. You want to buckle down by yourself and yeah, put in some study music and just, you know yeah, be in your own world. Absolutely. I I think maybe not so much a group, but like if I'm working with one other person or maybe two other people, that's most helpful. Yeah. Because you yeah. don't even have to be in the same. Subject just studying in a group environment, I think, helps you stay more on track. Well, in that case, I actually like prefer to study at a library versus、yeah. my own room.、Mm. Something about being surrounded by other people helps me focus. I don't know. Yeah, no, because I have STEM friends who are, you know, if they're both taking organic chemistry together and they're both trying to, on, you know, memorize and be able to recite the same information. Yeah, studying in a group is so much helpful. Oh yeah. So much more helpful, rather, for that. And I think sometimes, you know. If I'm trying to explain more of the, the applications of something, if I'm trying to explain like a research project that I need to memorize for an exam or a paper, it's more helpful to get together with some smaller, you know, groups and then end up honestly teaching each other. Because if you can recite information well enough and you can help teach someone, oh yeah, that's、um, always one of the best ways to study is to teach. Yeah, and it's fun. It's yeah,、cool. and you can prove to yourself. That you know、exactly. the stuff, you know.、Yeah. I don't know. It's yeah. If you can explain something well enough to someone who has no experience with it, that they understand it, it shows that you understand it, and it's great to be、Very、able、true. to do that with friends who are involved in something different than you are, because you know they get to learn some cool theater stuff. I get to learn some cool like material sciences information or like Very finance. Very good knowledge to have.、Oh. And even if I don't completely get it, like. The fact that、it's、they're able、fun. to explain—it's <laughs> exciting.、Mm-hmm. It's cool. And like, outside of study groups, group work 
Group work, yeah. Group work is a real thing in college that you're going to have to navigate. Mm-hmm. There's going to be, be projects that, I don't know, they actually require group work and like, yeah. the details of it. I think, you know, my STEM friends will have labs they have to work on with other people, and that's mm-hmm. kind of their traditional group assignment. And right. I think with the arts, it's like actually creating something. Like you have yeah, a project, yeah. and it's like you're not going to get around it without something. being in a group. Oh, never. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I think you'll have groups that you just click with right off the bat, and it's awesome. And you'll also have the groups that you feel totally alone, and it's awful. A lot of times that freshman year, that's about finding your group exactly. that you do click with, and mm-hmm. then they become your group for the rest of college and maybe beyond. Exactly. But whatever group work situation you're in, try and make the most of it. Be honest with yourself about how much work you're doing in comparison to your group mates. Don't be afraid to really take those first steps in trying to build like a group chat, being able to exchange numbers, Mm -hmm. figure out what the game plan is on those first few days of planning the assignment. So then the due date doesn't show up out of nowhere two weeks later and you yeah, realize yeah. Communicate. You know, you're doing all the work. Yeah. And I think, you know, if you are doing all the work, maybe ask yourself, is that because I've accidentally put this all on myself because I'm scared to talk give to up other people, some of the yeah. work or talk to my groupmates? Or is it because They're my groupmates genuinely aren't really part of the picture? And it might, it, um, it could very well be either one of those. Yeah. Like, so yeah, be I'm honest sure with yourself both. and... For that first one, I know I've been caught in that situation before where, yeah. I don't know, it's just awkward that first semester and you don't want to be like, hey, you do this. It is. Um, yeah, it's hard. But you have to. You mm-hmm. know, don't make it hard for yourself. Yeah. And communicate with your professor about how it's going. If they ask you, like, if they check in and are like, hey, how is it going? Be honest. If if you're struggling as a group, it's okay. Yeah. Like, part of college is learning how to collaborate with people. And not only just collaborate, but collaborate well. And always remember that peer evaluations are a thing. Yeah, they always do those again. Um, <laughs> that exist, and you should use them. Yeah, and you can be honest. And I know a lot of times you just, like, want to give everyone a 10. But yeah. <laughs> I Some, don't know. Sometimes, you know. Yeah. you got to be honest, and it's not Because you want to give credit to that one person that was really an outstanding yeah. member versus the other one who just kind of, you know, hid. Yeah. And it's, you know, that sort of feedback is beneficial because it helps us realize what we can work on. Um, and that's how we leave college being better than right. how we entered. And I think it's important. So I think we're about wrapping up this episode of so. The Classroom. We have, a lot of, I, we have a lot of tips. We did, yeah. We made it happen. So thanks for listening to this episode of Inside ASU. And we'll see you on campus soon.